TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Driven to left. Golfed out of here. Jonathan Scope with his 13th of the year. Nice crowd here on this beautiful evening. And Scope giving the Twins a 2-0 lead with that home run. The ball lifted to left. He's got some carry. Not enough. Redia looks up. It's gone. A home run for Garver. A dozen now for Garver. Second home run tonight. And the Twins now lead by five. Those cracks of the bat on Fox Sports North yesterday as the Twins went back to Bombas. This is the score North. First place Twins show live from Bombas. So to the land of 10,000 ranks to magic number now 76. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And uh, all is right again. <laughs> In Twinsland, right? It didn't take long. In Bombasota. All is right as they hammered not just the Rays, who are a good baseball team, but the Rays ace in 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 Blake Snell and hit him up for what was it, seven runs in that game? And yeah, this is the second bad start in row for Blake Snell, but this is not the first former Cy Young winner that the Twins have taken to task. And no. That was an impressive outing for the Bats, to say the least. So Ron was the first time, right, when they knocked him around? Yeah, a couple, of, a couple this year. Too. Verlander? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, they've gotten to a few. I think they tagged Verlander for one run. It's like and seven innings or something. Yeah. No, didn't they? Oh, yeah, but they won the game, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. So, look, we talk all the time about this nebulous concept of their record against 500 clubs. Well, their record against aces... You gotta like it right sure. now. You're you're not overmatched. So when I hear all this talk of, well, yeah, they're having a nice regular season, but boy, you go into Yankee Stadium and have to face Luis Severino in Game One. Okay, well, it's fine. You got one of the best lineups in baseball history. I'd feel pretty good about it. And you're it. putting a pretty good guy out there yourself for Game Number One in Jose Barrios. Like you're not mismatched. One versus one against most teams. I said this and it came off jokingly last week, so I just want to reiterate. The difference, you go up, you face an ace, and of course, sure. that's one of those pitching matchups you circle and you're like, well, this is going to be a tough one tonight. Even even optimistic Twins fans or Twins employees feel that way. Hey, that's, ooh, that's Garrett Cole over there. <laughs> the difference in facing someone like that, uh, let's say Chris Sale. If it's Jose Barrios versus Chris Sale, Jose Barrios gets to face the Boston Red Sox. Chris Sale has to face the Minnesota Twins. Right. And I said that all like half jokingly last week, kind of my tongue in my cheek, but it's legit. This is one of the best offenses in baseball. And it does. It creates mismatchups, mismatches, even in, you know, tough pitching matchups that otherwise would have been pretty difficult. Like last night, Kyle Gibson versus Blake Snell. Like that's. That's supposed to be a mismatch, and the Twins turned it on its head and made it a mismatch in their favor. Right. And on top of that, if anybody cares or is paying attention, the Indians also lost last night. So, like I said, the magic number goes down to 76. Do you guys even watch what the Indians do on a night-to-night basis? Anybody? Does it matter? Not really. I mean, they're eight and a half back. Magic number is 76. A lot of time left. A lot of time left. (laughs) There is a lot of time left. But I've got a confession to make to you, boys. You do? Yeah. Are you going to step in the confessional booth? Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Are you not Catholic? I'm not Catholic. Okay. All right. 
So I look at this and I say, I was joking uh, two weeks ago when I said, stop even scoreboard watching the Indians. If you're scoreboard watching now, you should be watching the Houston Astros, the New York Yankees, the Tampa Bay Rays for home field advantage. Right. That's your scoreboard watching these days. I couldn't resist the temptation yesterday. I saw a couple of tweets about the Indians and I checked over, I scrolled on over to MLB.com. <laughs> And I helped their page views for the day. And I saw that Brad Hand was busy coughing up a big Indians lead. And so, yeah, I clicked on over to MLB TV and I watched the end of that ballgame. Watched the Royals close it out. Ian Kennedy do his thing. And like, uh, were you like, was there any nervousness? Were you like, oh, we need the Indians? No, no, to no, 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 no. We need no. to gain this Sorry, game. I should be clear. All right. Curiosity. Okay. More like when two weeks ago I wasn't even curious. I mean, hey, it's baseball. <laughs> it's like, like if you if you're looking for baseball and the Indians are on, sure, watch yeah, the Indians. Yeah. But like to watch it with like any sort of and place any sort of importance on it. Well, I could it, just as easily have been watching the Royals and, and scouting a guy like Ian Kennedy. Look at you. I'm just saying. See that? Could have been. But I the confession is that I, I may have I may have been scoreboard watching yesterday. Speaking of scouting and trade rumors, there was a little bit of activity surrounding the Minnesota Twins today. And if you want to get in on the reckless speculation, 651-646-8255, or you can tweet us at Score North. It was uh, Bob Nightingale, the first to, to put this out there, says the Minnesota Twins, who aren't content simply to win the AL Central, are showing strong interest in Giants ace Madison Bumgarner. The Twins are not on Bumgarner's no-trade list, enabling the Twins to acquire him without his approval. Jeff Passan, in Dueling Baseball Insiders, tweeted out from ESPN, While the San Francisco Giants' interest in dealing Madison Bumgarner remains clear, the Minnesota Twins haven't engaged with them in high-level talks in recent weeks. A source with knowledge of discussions tells ESPN Giants reliever Will Smith is on the Twins' radar as of now and followed that up with another tweet, said certainly the Twins could re-engage with the Giants on Madison Bumgarner. There is need for Minnesota, and the Giants will move when a deal is right. Presently, however, there isn't any traction. No traction. No traction. I think that's disappointing for some Twins fans. And i got to be honest with you, I'm not that disappointed. In fact, Passon's follow-up is maybe even more encouraging because it addresses not only the Madison Bumgarner stuff, which we know, you know, was a topic two, three weeks ago, and... It, it sort of puts that in context, but what it also does is it goes a step further and says, Will Smith is on the radar, and I'm on the record as having said, I prefer Will Smith. If you only get one of those pitchers for the rest of the way this year, because they're both rentals, I'm taking the reliever. I'm taking a lights-out guy at the back end of a bullpen to I'm help you make you a that. run in October. That's where I was going. I thought I wrote down on my prep note. I'll show you at the break here, Rami. But I wrote down in my prep notes that like I have a take that sounds like it's designed to be a hot take, and it's. I mean, it's not. It's not. I just feel that's just a logical take. <laughs> it's, just, it's not that hot. It'd be more fun if we were like, like a room temperature take. <laughs> That should be my nickname. <laughs> Sports Talk Radio's room temperature takes. Because he's lights out. He's dominant. He might not be a household name in the way that an Araldus Chapman is. Right. Or, um, I don't know, pick any number of guys. Go back go back a number of years for the Giants. And Brian Wilson, the beard, was a big, big name. I don't... I don't really have a great sense for how big Will Smith is on the national radar, but if you're making me pick between those two guys who are in their walk year and just going to be a rent-a-pitcher, 
it's I, I prefer Smith and I prefer him by a pretty wide margin. I mean, a lot of the time when you're trading for relievers at this time of year, they're not household names. That's that's why they're relievers. The 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 only relievers who are usually household names are closers. You're the Araldus Chapmans of the world. Sure. Andrew Miller changed that a little bit a few years ago. That so was your guy. Right. Josh Hader changed the game in that regard a yeah, little bit. But for the most part, when you're trading for these guys, they're not they don't really excite fans for like the way that trading for a I don't know, name a bat who's who's gonna be out there on the trademark. Oh, um, this, Edwin Encarnacion. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that moves the needle a little bit more, or even a starter. I think Madison Bumgarner moves the needle more based on name recognition than Will Smith does, but we both agree sitting here today that Will Smith is probably the greater need for, for the twins right now than Madison Bumgarner. Yep, I agree with that. If it's a need and it's actually a dominant pitcher in his spot. I think Madison Bumgarner is a good pitcher. And I think I've been miscast in this argument a little bit in saying that uh, he doesn't do that much for me. I think, for the record, Madison Bumgarner is a good Major League pitcher. He wears a Major League Baseball uniform and would make the 2019 Minnesota Twins better. There, I said it. Right. But in terms of upgrading at the top end, Will Smith does that. Will Smith takes your bullpen and makes you go, what? Wow. You got some arms back there. Madison Bumgarner takes your rotation and goes, okay, you got another mid-rotation starter. And that's a deep staff and good. But I just, man, I don't think Madison Bumgarner really scares you that much in October in his present form. Good pitcher, helpful to a team. He's going to help you get there. But this Twins team doesn't need help getting there. They need help in October. I don't think he pushes you over that hill. Not in his present form, but he's not that old a guy. I think he's 29. 29, gonna going turn, on 30. Going to turn 30 soon. So that's that's not the end of the line for most Major League pitchers. And we had some track record recently in Major League Baseball of pitchers around that age who seem to have lost something, and they get dealt from a bad team and a team who's not as progressive and forward-thinking as the team who they get traded to, and that team seems to unlock something. I'm talking about Justin Verlander and Cole Hamels in the last three years. Those two guys both found themselves in a position similar to what we see Madison Bumgarner in now, and after the trade, maybe it's competitive spirit, adding a little something to their game when it's their turn in the rotation. Maybe it's the analytics and biomechanics and the organizations that they go to that unlock something with those guys, but there is a little bit of a track record there of guys like Madison Bumgarner recently going to winning teams and finding something. Yeah, I wrote down a take earlier today. Was this another room temperature one? No. The simmering? I read this. So so I wrote this, just in full disclosure for the room here, Manny, so, so I'm on the record. I, I wrote this when I saw the Bob Nightingale report, and I wrote a story for scorenorth.com. I wrote, hey, there's a report out there that you know, and I reminded of the Charlie Walters report that they were moving toward a deal. And I was like, uh, okay, so this is this is a thing that's maybe happening. Nightingale's got a good track record. This will be something that'll be very fun. Whether I think this is a perfect mood or not, it'll be very fun. So I wrote down a take, and <laughs> I wrote in the notes, honest take that sounds hot. <laughs> Keep in mind. <laughs> This was before Passin came out and said, like, yeah, that's a thing, but it's not an active thing. This 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 volcano is not about to erupt. This is checked in on the what do you even check in on? 
volcano seismic activity. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah that sounds we're right. Outside of our depth. Yeah, here. we talk about baseball on the radio. No clue. So <laughs> they checked in I stopped on stopped taking science as early as I could possibly <laughs> stop taking any kind of science. Well, if you were near an active volcano, you'd want to know. So I, I just need a friend that's smarter than me to figure that stuff out. Two things: I wouldn't go near an active volcano. Smart. And if somehow you got me drunk enough to go near an active volcano, there better be like a professional around who knows something <laughs> about volcanoes. Okay. <laughs> you did not bring me here for this. <laughs> right, exactly. So I, I, I hope you're not counting on me to navigate right. through this thing. <laughs> so they, they put it out there that, yeah, I think, here's what I believe based on, you know, reports I've seen and conversations I've had. I, I think that this was a check-in at one point. Hey, I'm calling every team that's out of it with pitching. Are you looking to trade? We're looking for pitching. We're loading up for this thing. Madison McGuire for sure is a name that's come up. I, I have no doubt about that at all. But the passing report was basically there aren't high level discussions going on right now. Like they're not advancing toward a trade. This was a, I'm guessing, I'm putting words in his mouth now, but a due diligence thing that has been backburnered. He said Will Smith is still on the radar. So before having seen that report, before having connected with anybody with the twins, I wrote down a take here that I wrote honest take that sounds hot. Because I saw people on Twitter saying, this is the difference maker for October. This puts the Twins over the edge. And it helps keep a very good postseason pitcher out of the rotation for the Houston Astros, for the New York Yankees, Tampa Bay Rays, whatever. Anybody who's going to be dealing for pitching to load up for the stretch run, the Twins can steal one of their assets. And I wrote, if I was the Twins, I would rather face Madison Bumgarner pitching for the Yankees and take a shot at what's behind door number two, then acquire Madison Bumgarner. Not knowing what's behind door number two. Well, you would make that decision today. I have some control over what's. If I'm the twins, I have some control over what door number two is. I'm saying you, Derek Wetmore, because you don't know what's behind door number two. That's right. If door number two is Cody Allen on a minor league free agent, I'll take Madison Bumgarner. Right. But if if door number two is like dream of dream, I I couldn't make that declaration without knowing at least a possibility of what's behind door number two. About a what about like a Noah Syndergaard or a Trevor Bauer or yeah uh, yeah Max Scherzer if you're dreaming a dream like yeah no doubt those door number twos far more interesting to me than door number one which is Mad Bum pitching for three months before he becomes a free agent. That's 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 not that hot. No, I'd okay. rather have Trevor Bauer <laughs> or Noah Syndergaard than Madison Bumgarner or Matthew Boyd or of Ma- Detroit. Whatever sure, yeah. any of these trade target names that you'd think might be available at some point if you're the Twins and willing to give up prospects, which they should be. I yeah I I know I'll probably get roasted for that, and that's okay. This is what we do. I don't think it's that hot of a take to say that there are better options out there. No, probably not. But if you can get him in a package deal with Will Smith, in, I'm in. Sign, sign me up. I'm definitely in. Because as soon as you said Will Smith, I'm in. And I, I don't feel any urgency to go and get Madison Bumgarner. So I don't. That part of the Jeff Passan report doesn't bother me. I do think, and I've said this time and time again, there is some urgency to add to the bullpen soon because you add to a starting rotation. Yes, to improve your chances in October, but you mostly do that. It's why the Brewers went out and made the move early to get CC Sabathia to make a playoff push. 
If you're in a tight race for a playoff spot, that's when you really need that starter, and then we'll figure out October when we get there. Relievers are gotten for October. And every day that you wait, A, you run the risk of somebody else going out and getting Will Smith if he's at the top of your wait wish list. Sure. And it's another day that you're putting wear and tear and high stress, high leverage innings on the guys who you have now. And you'll see the effects of that in September and October when it matters. It's a really good point. And I don't know if the Twins are going to be active and hyper aggressive. I know those phone calls are already happening or, or texts or WhatsApps or whatever the heck. Major League General Managers do to communicate these days. Those are active. They are happening right now. But I'm not, I can't sit here on June 26th and say that they'll have somebody ready to go for the eighth inning tonight. I think they're texting. Mostly texting? I think it's mostly texting now. I, it would, it would add up. maybe? What's that? Is that FaceTiming? Face t- mm, maybe when it gets <laughs> ser- when it gets serious, like when you're dating. I'm kidding. That's when, it when he serious, was FaceTiming. Like at, when you first start seeing seeing a girl, you're only get a text. Like you guys call, are, in 2019, <laughs> calling a girl is weird, right? So you're only get a text, and then you might work your way up to a call, and then when it's serious, it's FaceTime time, right? So you can get a little uh, more detailed. So this is what Passon was talking about when he said high level talks. They haven't said, gotten to FaceTime They're not FaceTiming yet. No, yet. These are FaceTime exclusively text. That would be hilarious if a Major League Baseball reporter termed it that way. Like, they're still in the text phase of the relationship in these trade talks. In fact, it's declared here that's the new parlance of the show. They might move into the phone call stage soon. And then, if it gets really serious, get on FaceTime. We see a rumor float up by MLBTradeRumors.com. Twins kicking the tires on da-da-da-da. Are they texting or are they FaceTiming? <laughs> I need to know what stage of the flirtation they are in with Toronto and Ken Giles or Marcus Stroman or fill-in-the-blank trade target. It's important to know I, the level of severity. I would think that the Giants and Twins are still in the texting phase of their relationship. Would you agree? Well, Is that I, how you would term it? The way I think about it, you just talked about the Twins being urgent. They're thirsty to add to this uh, pitching staff. <laughs> yeah. I would say the Giants should be sort of of the same mind that if I can give somebody an extra oh five weeks of pitcher X, maybe I squeeze a little extra value out of it. Maybe I get a slightly upgraded prospect or or throw in a lottery ticket, whatever the prospect package is going to look like for a three month rent a pitcher. I'm I'm tempted to. In fact, I'm surprised that the bad teams didn't trade guys in like May. Just say, hey, look, this season, we're only playing 162 because they're making us. We know in Baltimore, we want that number one overall pick racing towards 105 losses. Here, take a, take our guys. Especially if it's starting pitching. Because like I said, the deeper in the season you get, to me, the value goes down. Sure. Yeah, do you want 12 starts if or I, 16? If, if I need that guy for a playoff push, I want him now. You know what I mean? And he doesn't help me as much four weeks from now. Yeah. I I guess the counterpoint is, and I, I totally hear what you're saying, and I'm on board, except for the Twins don't need the playoff push help. Like no, that, I, no, I'm saying from the Giants' perspective. Oh, sure, sure. Or another, so, or another team who might need that's right. a playoff push. So if the Indians are calling to try and get back over the hump and make it if known. If the Brewers or Cardinals are calling. There you if, go. If the Rockies who are in a, a wild card race are calling. You yep. know what I mean? These teams who are either trying to catch up or hold off people that are chasing them, 
That I want a Madison Bumgarner right now. Yeah, that's a good point. So the market itself, twins notwithstanding, right. should no, have yeah, some urgency. I'm talking about the overall market yeah. at large. And, and you know, going into baseball this year, there was a handful of teams that were like, nope, not this year. Right, exactly. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Not winning any games this year. Anything that's not nailed down, name your price. This is an estate sale, boys. I don't know how much hope the Giants had coming into this season. Fair point. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a glimmer of hope. It is an odd year. That's right? true. So the Giants That's are true. supposed to win the World Series this year. And the Vikings should go to another NFC championship and sign, sign even, even disappoint years. everyone. Uh, even years for the Giants winning World Series. Is it even? It was 12. Yeah, they won 10. They won in 10, 12, and 14. Oh, well, then my mistake. They should have traded everybody and, in April. <laughs> and I remember, it's funny, I remember in the summer of 2016 when the Giants uh, traded for... Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? They picked the number. He was with the Twins. He was an all-star with the Twins. Third baseman. Nunez? Yes. Eduardo, Eduardo Nunez. Nunez. Don't take and it personal. I, I forgot like Derek's a... name yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I forgot the guy they traded him for, Adalberto Mejia. So I, it's all right. I have the uh, hot take prediction that Eduardo Nunez would be the World Series MVP wow. in the 2016 <laughs> World Series because it was an even year. There and, you go. You know, the Giants had, you know, Marco Scudero was like, I think, I think he might have. Was he an MVP of maybe that 12 World Series against the Tigers, maybe? Boy, he was the uh, Tigers. for he was sure the, some of the heart and soul, but I'm yeah. trying to think of. Edgar Renteria was the first time they won. He was the MVP. I mean, so I don't know. I'd picked Nunez. And That's a pretty that, hot they take, up not, They end up not, not <laughs> making the playoffs, I think, the Giants. That's a here, smoldering so. hot take. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not room temperature it right was there. Sc- it was a scalding hot take on the uh, ride with Royce at that time. So. Fresh off the burner. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. it got incredibly cold. Yeah. Incredibly it just, fast. It just fizzled away and just into like nothing, basically. <laughs> like Thanos just yeah. snapped. Yes. It went from hey, there spoiler. Went <laughs> it went from FaceTiming to we're no longer talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you again? <laughs> you did something highly inappropriate in that FaceTime. All right. It's the Score North first place twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of ten thousand ranks. The magic number is seventy six. If you want to get in on the show, six five one six four six eight two five five six five one. Six four six eight two five five or tweet us at Score North and we're back right after this on fifteen hundred scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Mackie and Jeff. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. The ball lifted to left. He's got some carry. Not enough. Heredia looks up. It's gone. A home run for Garver. A dozen now for Garver. Second home run tonight. And the Twins now lead by five. I know uh, visually it didn't. you weren't sure if it was getting out, but by the sound of the crack of the bat, I knew that one was getting out. That was Mitch Garver on Fox Sports North yesterday. This is D-Score North, first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is now 76. I'm Rami Makhlouf, along with Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter, Manny Hill. You can find Derek's thoughts on the Twins at scorenorth.com and Judd Zolga's thoughts on the Twins at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Which you know is- how... 
Sorry. Your one-stop shop sure for all our audio and written content. But go right ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I waited for the magic number, and then I'm like, look at it. You were just ready to jump yeah, in. I'm sorry. It's all right. You're excited about Twins baseball, and you should be. No, I knew that ball was leaving the park. How's that? Mitch Garver hit it. Yeah. And I don't think it's it's that much of a coincidence that you get Garver and Scope back into your lineup. And still without a couple of guys we're going to talk about in a second, but you get those two guys back in the lineup and suddenly you can score runs again the way that you were before. In fact, I posted to the Score North Instagram feed. If you're on Instagram, follow us. Score North, S-K-O-R North. I put welcome back to uh, Mitch Garver and Jonathan Scope because they were back in the lineup after a brief, brief hiatus with injury. I put that up at, boy, I should have found the timestamp for this. What is that? 20 hours ago. It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. And I think most people ended up seeing it this morning because they're all saying like, wow, you know, great timing. You should have put the home run post up or whatever. It's like, no, no, I just found an old photo of them slapping hands and they happened to come back into the lineup and just club a couple out. That was, that was not exactly planned, although I'd be lying if I said I didn't think that was a possibility. So a little bit of just uh, foreshadowing on that. That's what you'll find on the Score North Instagram account. We'll let you know who's going deep that night. And what is the Score North Instagram account again? It's just Score North. S K O R North. If you're on Instagram, it's actually it's really easy. If you search for Score, you're gonna I find step it. my Instagram game up. I almost never post Instagram. Yeah, I'm I'm falling off on that too. Rami is Rami is gramming. Rami is gramming is a it's great okay. Instagram name. Thank you. Though. I'm also uh, Rami is twitching. Rami is snapping. <laughs> Rami is tweeting. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's pretty good. I knew Rami is tweeting, it's of course. Brand. It's, you got to have consistency across the brand. You nice. make your own YouTube channel and just say Rami is tubing. Rami is tubing. It's just him getting pulled behind a boat on a lake in the summer. <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever make a, a Facebook fan page. Like I have a personal page. It's just my name. But if I make a Facebook fan page, like what would, it, what would that be? Rami is poking. Rami is... Booking? Rami, Rami is liked. Rami is... I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Shoot a note to your agent. See if we <laughs> get some traction on any of those names. Um, we could we could do a poll if you want, if you think it would help. But if I, I ever if I ever do start the fan page, I'll leave it up to a poll. Perfect. Of course you will. <laughs> I like I like poking. It'll probably be like Rami comedy because that's going to be. It's not consistent with the brand. You're right. Though. You're right. Ah, Rami is slap on the wrist for that. Doing something. Okay. We'll that, figure that'd it out be later. a good one. We should talk twins and figure this out later off the air. All I'm saying is that the Instagram <laughs> account for Score North does predict the future, and it wasn't that hard in this case yesterday. As soon as you saw a lineup posted with Jonathan Scope and Mitch Garver back in there, you could pretty well say twins are going to score nine runs tonight and win a ball game going away. Am I right or am I crazy here? No, you're right. Yeah. Blake Snell on the mound, that's of course a tough test, but Kyle Gibson on the other side pitches really, really well against a good Rays team, and it looked like a mismatch. That's two postseason clubs there, Rami, and it looked like a mismatch yesterday in favor of the Minnesota Twins. So they get those two guys back in in, in Garver and uh, Jonathan Scope, and they have contributions immediately. Still without Byron Buxton, though, in center field, and Marwin Gonzalez, but it sounds like both those guys making progress. Buxton, it sounds like, is closer to returning than Gonzalez. You can read all about this. Judd Zalgad had the latest up at scorenorth.com. Yep, and I'm reading from that piece right now, um, Judd's notebook from Target Field yesterday. But it's basically, so Max Kepler got hit, and I didn't see the pitch. I was out of the room and walked back in, and Kepler's like walking into the dugout, and I thought, "Uh uh-oh, what happened? And 
He it looks like he's going to get an MRI today, according to Rocco Baldelli from Judd's piece. Um, after X-rays were negative Tuesday, but. Baldelli said, quote, it was a little scary. Obviously, hit him pretty squarely. He's got some swelling, but it looks like we're going to be okay. In that spot, it probably maybe looks a little worse than it is, end quote. It's always scary when it's up around the hands and wrist. So many bones, so much. It's all exposed. There is a lot of muscle protecting it. Have you seen this guy? There's a lot of muscle protecting just about anything. I mean, how much muscle can you have? around just, your hand bone. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> like, I got big, meaty sausage fingers, but even mine are vulnerable and exposed if a baseball is flying at them. Nor would you volunteer to get hit by a 93-mile-an-hour fastball. Hell no. Not Absolutely even for an not. athlete challenge, I don't no. think I would do that. No, yeah, I'm, willing, pass for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to embarrass myself, not hospitalize myself. Those yeah. are two completely different things. Hospitalizing yeah, other people golf. seems to be no problem at all for you, just, swinging a golf club. Hey, just know I'm out there. All right? It's not my fault <laughs> if you get hit. <laughs> Rami is clubbing. Somebody um, screamed for. Yeah, thankfully, <laughs> it could have been dangerous. But it's, of course, you're nervous because especially Buxton missing time right now for kind of the same thing, right? He gets smoked and you think, uh, how long is this going to be? And the twins are, you know, they're not like hiding information from you. But when you hear the initial quotes, you might think, oh, he's back tomorrow or oh, I'll have a day off. Off day Tuesday, you'll see him out Wednesday. And then he goes on the injured list. So you never know with these kinds of things. I think it'd be particularly damaging to lose Kepler right now. Unless Byron Buxton is ready to hop right back in there. Or Marwin Gonzalez is like magically ready. Because you're already stretching your depth a little bit in the outfield. I like Jake Cave as much as the next guy. You're digging into your depth. So if you were to be without all of those options as an outfielder and you can't make another roster move because Kepler's not going to be an injured list guy, you've got Jake Cave in center field, Eddie Rosario in left, and like La Tortuga in right. I, I, I don't know. It starts to look a little messy for a team that has had excellent depth in the field and at every position. Uh, they're testing it right now. They're and definitely testing Marlon it. Marlon Gonzalez took some some ground balls yesterday. He said he was running at about 70%. And that sounds like he's still a little ways away from returning. And with a hamstring injury, those are always tricky, and they're all you're always at risk for re-injuring or or worsening the injury if you come back too soon. And we've talked about the way that they've treated injuries with this team, other than the Mitch Garver high ankle sprain. That it seems like both because of the philosophy of Rocco Baldelli of 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 getting his guys rested and recovered and also just the fact that you have an eight and a half game lead and the magic number is 76 on June 26th you can slow play these injuries a little bit and get guys a little closer to 100% when they return than than you might have to if you if the race was a little tighter yeah that's fair that's right i i so do it think it might be a while before we see Marlon Gonzalez that's a fair point and with soft tissue injury you do wonder too does a guy need a rehab because, like, reading the quotes from yesterday from, from Judd's piece again, uh, this is on Byron Buxton. Rocco Baldali said, quote, The longer these things go, the more likely the odds just go up for needing to go out and get some at-bats. So he's talking about a potential rehab assignment. I End quote, by the way. I do look at it and say some guys need it, some guys don't, and some injuries might require it more than others. It's like when Mitch... Superman Barry Bonds Garver, right? It's a high ankle sprain, and he's able to just pop, snap right back into the lineup, and hits bombas. 
Byron Buxton, I think you're going to want to see him get some at-bats in the International League. Marwin Gonzalez, I'm not sure, just because of the length of absence there. So you might be looking at a rehab outing for both of those guys. I'm totally guessing this isn't from the Twins. It just would make sense, given the length of those absences, that uh, they're not exactly a a day away. They're not going to be in the starting lineup tonight, I wouldn't guess. As for Buxton, and again, you can read all this. Judd Zelgad's piece at scorenorth.com and the Scorenorth mobile app and lots, lots more content, both audio, written. It's an amazing app, you guys. You can, like, download and listen to your favorite shows whenever you feel like. You can subscribe to your favorite shows. Give us those sweet, sweet five-star ratings. Birthday notifications is a Birthday thing. Birthday notifications from Judd <laughs> in a bomber cap. It's amazing. It's an amazing app. And it's your one-stop shop for all our audio and written content. This is what Rocco Baldelli said about Buxton, who yesterday hit a few balls. He said, yeah, it went well. It was the best session that he's had so far. So we've been hitting, like I said before, every other day. At the very beginning, it was probably every third day. What we're going to do is come back Wednesday and hit back-to-back days and see how he's doing tomorrow. So overall, it was a good session. I would think, going back to what you were just talking about, Derek, if he can hit back-to-back days, maybe they forego the rehab assignment. But if he's ready after back-to-back days, I think we might see him activated Sometime later this week, possibly. I would be nervous. I hear what you're saying, but with a guy like Buxton, who's what's been his problem basically since day one is contact. Mm-hmm. It's pitch recognition. It's things like that that, yeah, he's doing much better with this year. But I still, this is going to sound weird because it's not like Mitch Garver is a more established big leaguer or anything like that. But I see Mitch Garver's, you know, his balance and his pitch recognition and his savvy and his swing his mechanics, he just, to me, he looks like a guy that could take a month off and you put him right back in there and he's like, oh, that's 94 on the black, that's a strike, I'm going to fire. Whereas Buxton, I don't necessarily, if I'm the Twins, have that same confidence that he's not just going to be taken out to lunch, right? That that the pitchers are going to have him eating out of his hand if he hasn't seen a breaking ball in 10 days. So the lineup might dictate it. You might be forced into it, but I would be a little more wary with a guy like Buxton or a Miguel Sano than I would with, say, Mitch Garver or Nelson Cruz. Yeah, absolutely. Take your time. Take your time is kind of and what they I'm can. getting at. They can take their time because of the position they find themselves Who in. Who do you guys, I'll ask you both this. Now that the Indians finally lost, <laughs> we can breathe a little bit. Whew, blew man. a big lead, man. They that thing got down to lead. seven and a half, you guys. That was that was scary there for a minute. I just want to say. That's all I'm saying. Let's all take a deep breath. <laughs> all I'm saying is seven and a half can turn to four and a half very, very quickly. That's man, all. Man, he's like, I'm not nervous. Saying. Did somebody, not say, did somebody I was not nervous at all. <laughs> did somebody say to you on Twitter last night that the Indians would catch the Twins in three weeks? Three weeks, he gave oh, the timeline. That's, that's, that's aggressive. Three weeks, that's the Indians and Twins will be tied, so says, uh, I'm not going to flame him on the air. So says anonymous tweeter oh, yesterday. I'll find him and flame <laughs> him on the air. I don't care. <laughs> I thought you might. I'll tell you what his handles should be. I don't know math. like That, that should be tough. his hand. Because do you know what kind of math it would take for the Indians to catch the Twins Well, if the Twins weeks? go 0-17 over the next three weeks, I'd they say the Indians shot. have a fighting chance. Well, if they, saying lose, there's if they a lose chance. 10 out of 12 like Rami was saying on Friday. <laughs> or like Judd put him on a 16-game <laughs> losing streak or whatever the heck it was. I'm having to constantly fight this battle, you guys. Optimism reigns. This is a great Twins baseball team. They might have a division raise ahead of them, and that's fine. You got to be confident that they're going to come out on the other side. Let me ask you before we do break and then uh, have a little fun with baseball and Twins baseball specifically. Who to you is the most missed player? 
and I'll even extend that and say, who's the most irreplaceable player on this roster could be injured or playing healthy right now? Oh, for me, it's easy. It's Byron Buxton. Buxton? Yeah. I think just the the what he does defensively in center field, I mean, all due respect to Max Kepler, who is more than capable of playing, of holding down the fort out there for, you know, a little bit of time. Very, very solid in that position. But there are just things that Byron Buxton can do out in center field that Max Kepler, all due respect to him, just just can't do. And that's not a knock on Max. That just shows how great Byron Buxton is in center field. And also with his bat, too. I mean, if he if he gets on base, that's a weapon. I mean, if you walk him or if he gets a single, he can he can end up at third base just like that in the blink of an eye. And that I think that legitimately has an effect on whatever pitcher is on the mound at that time, they're thinking about how fast and how lethal a base runner this guy is when he gets on. So yeah. I think that, to me, is it, that's an easy answer for me. It's Byron Buxton. I think, I think Buxton is a close second, and my explanation will be much shorter than Manny's because it can be. I mean, you can't take that kind of bad out of the lineup, man. You're talking about if Mike Trout isn't having the season that he's having, which is really good even for Mike Trout, which is scary to say, we're talking about a legitimate MVP candidate. The season that Jorge Polanco is having for the Twins at shortstop. Sure. Take that bat out of the lineup, and there's a ripple effect up and down. Yeah, that's a good point. You probably plug in everybody healthy. Marwin at shortstop. Luis so Arise. Uh-huh. Arise. Arise. Gets his, Arise. He gets his run in the lineup at the top. Maybe it, he's played some shortstop second base. I don't know. Maybe Jorge Polanco would never play again, and it would be the rise of Arise. That's terrible. I know. That's really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stupid. I'm incredibly He's, stupid, people. You Luis Lou Gehrig Arise would take over. <laughs> <laughs> and Jorge Wally Pitt Polanco um, is never playing again. Is that what you're saying? Derek, it's Lou Gehrig. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get it right. Luckiest man, man. It's man. the Score North first place twins show on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 76. Derek wants to have fun with baseball. How dare you, sir? This isn't the sport for fun. This is a sport for respect. We'll talk about that next, right after this. Hey, Minnesota Sports North Twin Show. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. On the right field line, Ostadio. Did he make the catch? Did he hold on to it? I think so. There's the ball, one away. (laughs) I think everybody smiles when he goes after a ball. That there on Fox Sports North. This here, the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 76. I'm Rami. There's Derek Manny, other side of the glass. The only unfortunate thing about Williams Astadio playing so many positions is you can't give him a gold glove. It's the only bad thing about him being all over the field. Legend. Just not enough games at any position to give him what rightfully he deserves. It's a fair point. If you, you saw the catch at, yesterday. He puts it, you put him anywhere, and he goes and gets him. It really doesn't matter. He's La Tortuga. That's, that is amazing. So amazing. I'm not even going to bring up the fact that that reminded me of the Moise Salu Cubs play. I won't even you know bring what? that up on the air. You know what? I won't even you just, mention. You just did. You just did. I think that's the quickest 
180 that I've ever seen from Average Rami. Derek, I feel more? a little bad did, if I'm being honest. What did I do to you? I didn't You're do like to you. as happy as can be did talking about your guy La Tortuga Williams Estadio. But it just I'm sorry, I'm just telling the truth like it did it reminded me a little bit of that cuz he had to go take the ball from a fan and the, I I suppose I guess the only difference is that Williams made the play. But you know, Rami, you're okay I could just with, leave right now. You're, you're I could just okay leave and come uh, back for Raised by Wolves at one. <laughs> you're okay with anybody mentioning Steve Bartman at this point now that the Cubs have won a World Series. Though, I mean, it's right? just unnecessary. It's just completely it unnecessary. Did, it did feel like a little bit of a, yeah. A, a little bit? Just a kind of a cheap shot blindly. It's not like walking through the office cafeteria and I flipped his tray. I'm not even I'm not even wearing Cubs gear today, which I do like a, a third of the time, That's at least. <laughs> did on the stream yesterday. I was kind just of fun. blindsided. Just blindsided. That, that was pretty savage on Derek. All right, I'll take a timeout. I'm turning off my microphone. <laughs> no, we need you. We need oh, you. Okay. This is, come back. <laughs> this segment was your idea. <laughs> this is the <laughs> shortest lived timeout in the history of radio. I'll serve it another day. Maybe I'll serve it Friday when we're having some fun with the bullpen. You said you wanted to have fun here this segment, Derek. What, Dudes. What did you mean? So Explain. I'm trying hard. Yeah, I think we're all having fun, aren't we? Well, yeah, clearly. Like I just sucker punched you in the jaw, and we're still friends, yeah, and we're still laughing. Sure. So... Yeah. I, I don't know how to share this without, like, I'm sounding preachy, so just hear me out for a second. I realize this could sound like I'm standing on a soapbox. I promise you I'm not. Um, but, you know, friends text and ask, like, hey, how you know, how did I get into the Twins? Or, like, it's baseball is boring unless they're hitting Bombas. And, like, oh, I love what you guys are doing with Bomba Soda. It's fun. I like it. But on the games they don't hit Bombas, like, what? If, why am I watch? Why would I watch? If I knew there was a baseball game that they weren't going to leave the yard, what's the point? And I think we agree in in this studio here, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, that there are other fun things about baseball that have nothing to do with home runs. So just as a thought experiment, it's something fun yesterday. I just started jotting them down yesterday, and I want to run them by you guys. You can either tell me I'm crazy, like I'm a baseball nerd, and only I think that's fun, or yeah, I watch baseball games for that too. How does that sound? Can I tell you you're crazy and a baseball nerd before you even start your list? Start it. And yes. that I probably agree with most, most Perfectly of Perfectly fine, yes. Still? All right. In fact, that's on my business card. Okay. So you'd be well within <laughs> your rights. Uh, so I don't remember what inning it was. My notes were not very good yesterday. That's perfectly fine. Eddie Rosario has a hustle double yesterday, and I'm here to tell you, Hustle doubles are fun. Love hustle doubles. That should be a single outfielder standing right there. He can just throw you out if he just makes the play. But you see, either he's going to go, he's a right-handed throwing left fielder, and he's running away from second base. So you think, oh, his momentum's taking him away, or he's going to have to turn and find his target, throw it over his shoulder. That's a tough play for a corner outfielder to make. Screw it. I'm fast. I'm going to take second base. I think that's all kinds of fun, no matter the game situation. I love any, and I don't know if, this is going to end up later on your list. Any like really good base. I love a first to third. I love a stolen mm-hmm. base. That's why I like watching Byron Buxton play so much. Like you, he can end up anywhere. Like if a ball is in play, Byron Buxton could end up on any of the three bases or scoring. Byron Buxton hits infield hustle doubles. Right. <laughs> Only exaggerating a tiny little bit. He did score. If I remember correctly, and we're on the radio, so I'm not going to have time to look it up, and I'll just say it like it's fact no matter what. I think he scored from second base on a sacrifice fly one year. I think there's one a play where it's either left fielder or center fielder screaming back towards left center. Willie Mays catch basket over his shoulder and... 
So his momentum's taking him away, and Byron's just like, yeah, I'm going to score on this. Tags up from second base, Brown's third and scores. Pulled a Willie Mays Hayes, huh? Uh, oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Can you Der- correct? Derek won't get that reference, Willie. Said, I'm just looking You're for talking about things in baseball that are fun. Can you correct this, this, this tragic wrong of yours that you've never seen Major League, please? This weekend? Here's what I'll do. I can make you a promise. I'm going to Duluth this weekend, so it's not going to work. But I long drive. will put it on. It's a beautiful drive, though. Get up over that hill. See the harbor. Should go sometime. Welcome to Minnesota. It's great. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, Uptown's pretty great, too. Thanks very much. I will put it on the list. Major League is on the list of movies that I'm told that I need to watch. It's it's very high up there, prominently displayed for all to see. Come on, Dorn, get in front of the damn ball. Don't give me any of this Olay. Mm-hmm. See, he has no idea what you're talking about. No idea what that. And that ruins it for me. That ruins it for me. I'm sorry. So I'm sure there are listeners that are screaming at their. Continue on your list, please. Their radio or their uh, their computer web browser punched up to live.scorenorth.com. I'm sure they're mad right now. I have seen Field of Dreams. We had to watch it for school. Full Durham. No, but I own it. My dad got it for me for Christmas one year. And you never watched it. I haven't gotten around to it. I don't. Who am I working with? If, can, continue on with your list, please. I think it's fun uh-huh. <laughs> that tonight, I think if I have this pitching matchup correct, Charlie Morton is going for the Tampa Bay formerly Devil Rays, and he is your ALERA leader. His opposition, the Minnesota Twins, can help out their teammate in Jake Odorizzi's pursuit of the top spot so we can rightfully begin calling him once again A-L-E-R-A leader, Jake Odorizzi. That's fun. It's like a little subplot side drama. The Twins took it to the AL Cy Young winner last night. If they do it again to a guy who's having a great year, similarly, that helps out their guy in a race that we just were tracking here on the Score North First Place Twins show. That's fun for me. We want him to get that crown. It's more fun when we get to call him that rather than just say Odorizzi all the time. Yes, so that's just boring. Twins bats do your part. Side stories are fun for me. Uh, here's another thing that was fun from last night, and I don't know what the story is, but have you guys seen Jonathan Scope's home run celebration? Have you seen what he does as he like rounds third base? Mm-mm. He does the old thing. He's j- trotting around the bases, and he got back yesterday. You know, Tony Diaz, third base coach, gets a high five or a handshake or whatever, and then as he walks up to home plate as he's approaching, he does the thing, kind of pounds his fists together, one two, and then hitches up his britches. Before he touches home plate to score the run. And I don't know what he's doing and I don't know it, but I've seen him do it a number of times this year to the point where at first I thought I was crazy and I know that I'm not. I know he that I'm not. He pulls his pants up? Yeah, he just like imaginary. So he does the one-two fist sure. and then a quick little hop, stops for a second to pretend like he's pulling up his pants, grabs his belt on either side at the hip. I like it. Pulls up his pants and crosses on plate. I like it. Don't know what it is, but it's a fun little home run Sally. As a guy who constantly has to pull up his pants, I like it. <laughs> home run Sally's are fun. Yeah. There's, I don't know, there are a hundred things that we could go to. It does look like we have a little time. So, like, two-strike hitting is fun. You're supposed to be out. It's over. The pitcher's in control. 0-2, base hit. Especially when you're Eddie Rosario and you get fooled on a off-speed, like, breaking ball. You think it's a fastball, so you're way out here, you're in front, you're leaning forward, and the bat just stays back beautifully, 
rakes it into the outfield. Little tappy tap. Those are fun. Let's give a little tappy tap. You were supposed to lose that battle, right. and you didn't. You won that battle. Uh, what else is fun? I'm waiting for the most fun thing that should be on your list. Well, we just heard from him. Obviously, La Tortuga is super Tortuga, fun. Yes. And so it's really fun when he scores a run or whatever the situation was yesterday. And at Target Field, they play that Turtles song, I Can't See Me. Really? Yeah, they played it yesterday. It was pretty fun. They should play the Ninja Turtles theme. I was just I was just thinking that make more sense. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it has What's happened. His walk-up song. Do we know what his walk-up song is? It should it be the Ninja hands. Turtle song. It should be Heroes be. in a Half Shell, Turtle yep. Power. Yes. 100% agree. Manny's a big Ninja Turtles guy. Oh, you should be huge the huge Ninja Turtles. You guy. should be the driver of that movement to get that to happen at Target Field. You co-opt the movement, we'll push yeah. it behind you. Yeah, I'll do that. Manny Hill driving, leading the charge. Um, scoop double plays are fun, but that's kind of a nerdy baseball thing. That's pretty nerdy. Like, <laughs> you should have blown it because your shortstop screwed up, made a bad play. The run should have scored, but you're a boss at first base. And you're like, no, nah, nah, I got it. We're I good. love a good scoop play at first base. We're good. Did played you play a, first played base? Played a little first growing up. So you appreciate I, it. Oh, I love a good scoop. That is a tough position to or play a, for as a, much as we dog on it. A long stretch and a scoop. Oh. Like a near splits with a scoop. Amazing. Oh, man. That's something that those guys shouldn't even be able to do, most of them, with the builds that they have. That's fair. Right? <laughs> Yeah, that's the fair, way most first basemen are built. You shouldn't be that flexible, but they are. They are. They take their job seriously. The last thing that I do want to say that is fun about this season is that even when they're in a bit of a what some people have called lull, the Twins still haven't lost three games in a row. So, like, even amidst the losing hashtag streak of two games. It's fun to pull for that to say, like, hey, we want this thing to go even further. Win tonight, and you're good for at least three more games. You're safe. Right. So I like, we've talked about this on the show before, I like winning series. I like not one game at a time, one day at a time. I think one series at a time. So I like winning two out of three, three out of four, whatever it is. But there is something, too, about staving off that losing streak. I still think it's fair to say the Twins have not had a losing streak this season, and we're almost in July. That's amazing. You are following a really good baseball team right now with a lot of really good baseball players. The division race is over, as we've already established, so have fun. Do we know what's summer. what's the record for how deep into a season a team has gone without I don't, losing actually. three games? I wish I did. Manny, uh, baseball savant over there, do you have that off the top of your they head? they got to be coming up close how to it. How deep a team has gone to a season without a three-game skid? I figure you just have like every team season in your file cabinet of a brain back up there. That's it's more of a football thing. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. Like me remembering the nineteen ninety eight Philadelphia Eagles being three and thirteen and starting Coy Detmer at a game for a game at Lambeau Field. Or for example, who won the nineteen eighty two Super Bowl and who was the MVP? Uh, January of nineteen eighty two, that was uh Super Bowl sixteen, the forty ers beating the Bengals twenty six twenty one at the Silverdome. That's amazing, dude. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he was looking us dead in the eye when he did that. No computers no computer, involved. Nothing. He's like staring through the gra- glass, just like, no, I still got it. Still got the fastball in there if fastball. you need it. <laughs> I don't Open even in about ninety five miles an hour. I don't even comprehend brains that work that way. Like, amazing. My brain is so far from working that way. I don't remember where I put my keys. They're not in my pocket right now, and I'm going to leave the studio after this show and see if no, I can figure I that out. I don't remember where I put my keys. <laughs> I have a I have a photographic memory for one thing and one thing only, which serves me well, and it's probably why I do the two things I do for a living. I have a photographic memory for words and conversations. Okay, which is why I can do stand up for forty five minutes and remember, and remember all that, or come on here and 
Like I could, I can dial up most conversations. Be like, you said this, and we can go check the tape, and I'll be right. So this is the sequence where you play us out by telling people what this is and what the magic number is. The start North, sequence. First place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of ten thousand ranks. The magic number is seventy six. That's Derek Whitmore. Find his thoughts on the Twins at ScoreNorth.com. Manny Hill. I'm Rami Makloff, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Twins talk every day at noon. It's Glenn Perkins tomorrow. From the reveal of-